Hey, you guys. So I'm recording this podcast and I'm I'm a little embarrassed, if I'm being honest. I'm embarrassed because it has been about eight months of recording this podcast. I don't know what episode number we are on. And I just realized on the Gesso Girls podcast, we have yet to have a podcast about what Gesso actually is. Like, what the heck is Gesso? And the reason I well, came to this realization is because I posted on my Instagram about stretching your own canvases and a little tutorial about that. And I had some people um, bring up some follow-up questions such as like, you know, what, why would you stretch a canvas? And then someone just flat out asked me like, what is gesso? And like, why do you use gesso? Uh, Why can't you just paint straight on to the canvas? And I was really happy this person asked this question because I think, well, this person I know specifically is like newer to painting and maybe is not like classically trained. And I think so many people who are like that hesitate to ask questions like that because they're afraid of like sounding dumb or like, which you're not like painting is not like, uh, it's, it's not like a second nature thing. Right. And there's his, there's a history of these materials that we just adopted over time. And honestly, if I had not taken a, a class when I was in college, that was about materials and techniques, I would know none of this. And none of my teachers, previous to this ever really explained to me why gesso was necessary. It was just something that, you know, I was told to do and I did it. So this is even for those artists out there who are not beginners who've been using gesso and that's part of your practice. And this is a little information about what gesso is and why you need it. And also maybe you'll learn some things about how to better use it, um, why certain quality of gesso is important. Um, I have, there's gonna be a lot in this episode. It's not just gonna be like, Gesso, definition, the end. So um, first of all, I will define what gesso is. So gesso is used to create an absorbent ground for painting. So think of it this way. If you were to go right now with your oil paint, your acrylic, your acrylic paint, um, more so oil paint, and like go directly onto a canvas that is unprimed. If you were to flip over that canvas, you would see the back of it and you would see the color coming through. Now that is, that the thing about that is that, you know, it's, it's taking in all that pigment into, into the, um, the actual fibers of the fabric itself. So it's that pigment's not gonna be as vibrant, right? Because you're gonna have to use like a heck of a lot more paint to create the same sort of vibrancy and effect on that on the actual um, cloth. Also, um, oil over time will kind of erode at the fibers. So this protects that surface as well, protects the the wood too. Wood would start to like get like, I think moldy or warp as well. So if you're painting on panel, this protects the wood, the gesso does. It also protects the um, fabric of the canvas, the canvas itself. So it's kind of, it's creating a barrier. Think of it that way. It is a barrier between the surface that you're painting on and the paint, but it also is an absorbent surface. So it absorbs the paint and creates a texture and a tooth that the paint kind of latch onto and stick to. Um, so yeah, the two things that are important to know about gesso is that it creates an absorbent thing. It has, it has, it's made with chalk. There's always chalk in it, which is absorbent and, and takes in, um, the water and the liquid and the oil. Um, and also that it has texture to it and a tooth that grabs onto the paint and it protects the surface. Also, if you are, if you're an oil painter, you probably know this. If you, um, were to have an unstretched oil painting and, and if you just like bend it, 
the paint the paint would crack. And so obviously if you're, if you're being aggressive with it, it'll crack regardless, but the also the um, gesso creates some flexibility for the paint so that if you were to roll it, it won't crack as much. So it adds that extra flexibility here. So there's a lot of benefits for gesso that um, I think people just don't take for granted and don't realize gesso does a lot of heavy lifting for us. And which is, you know, I, I feel honored that we are called gesso girls for that reason. Um, but so also defining what gesso is here, are just some basic, like what actually is in it, just so you guys know. So gesso in its like most simplistic form, and I've actually made gesso, like I, I had to make it in my own gesso in college, and I've, I've made it at my house, um, which by the way, it, it's, it was really, it's good, but it also, you need to be careful because you're working with chalk, which is, um, or marble dust in my case, and you don't want to breathe that in. So it can be a, a tad toxic. So um, obviously, if you're curious and you want like a tutorial on how to make your own gesso, maybe I'll post one on my, um, on my Patreon at some point, but once again, it's not necessary. You can buy it at the store, but what's in it basically is a pigment, typically white pigment, um, a chalk, of some kind. This could be um, like calcium carbonate or it could be marble dust. And then there is a binder of some sort. And so with traditional, um, it was traditional gesso, it, it was this thing called rabbit skin glue, which is actually exactly what it sounds like. It is rabbit skin in powdered form that is apparently sticky. And uh, I know this because I personally use rabbit skin glue and uh, I have used it to create uh, my own gesso and I also use it to create other types of paint as well uh, it is it smells foul <laughs> foul so just just know and if you are a, a vegan um, vegetarian this will it, will it will disgust you it's it's gross so but that is that is like traditional gesso is pigment chalk like marble dust and a binder such as rabbit skin glue now that is that is that stuff doesn't keep like rabbit skin glue does not um like it doesn't stay stable i should say like it won't it'll dry so and pretty quickly and you have to keep it warm so they have since you know created acrylic gesso so that all us artists don't have to create our own and they use this thing called an acrylic polymer which um at, once again it creates like that flexibility that we that you can find also in acrylic paint like paint Acrylic paint doesn't like crack as easily as oil. It's more flexible once once dry. And uh, there's chalk, calcium carbonate. There's also a chemicals in it that are used to preserve it so that it stays stable um, and versus drying out completely. So yeah, we, you don't really need to know all that, but all I'm trying to say is like, this is where gesso came from. It's essentially like a pigment, a chalk, and a binder. And that is what's in it. And that's why it's different it's it's somewhat different there's like the binder the binder is in most paint however this paint is like it has more like grit to it because of the chalk like paint doesn't typically have chalk in it so that is what's different about um gesso than most other paints so you know okay so now i've explained you know why you use it the benefits of it like what exactly it is what's in it and now i'll talk a little bit about like how to use it so Gesso needs to be applied with a gesso brush and 
you know, mainly because I think it's nice to have a, a big brush to apply it with some bristles and also just so it goes on easier. Also, you might want to designate one particular brush to this activity because um, it might ruin some of your nicer brushes. I just recommend something that uh, they sell these and they're relatively cheap. I actually tend to go through gesso brushes kind of quickly. Um, maybe I need to invest in a nicer one, but the cheap ones don't always last as long, but they do the job. One thing I will mention about the cheaper gesso brushes is that the, the hairs can fall out, which is annoying when you're painting because you'll just have little hairs in you know on your on your painting or on your your canvas. So that usually those usually come out though if you're like sanding, but it is a pain. So I guess I would advocate to get the, the tier above the cheapest gesso brush so that maybe you can ensure that you don't get those those uh, hairs coming out of the brush um, just because when they're when they're made cheaply, I don't you know I, I don't think they have whatever's holding together the brush together. Um, it's not as good of quality. And maybe we'll do an episode where I explain brushes too. I, I will do that. Um, so basically you need a gesso brush to apply it and you need uh, at a minimum two coats, at a minimum two coats. Um, I actually would say I recommend three. I, I, I always do three. And the reason I do three and it makes most sense um, for me is because I use panel and when I sand, I don't want to sand down. I want a smooth surface. I want to have enough like layered there that when I sand it and I sand pretty vigorously because I want a smooth surface, I'm not suddenly seeing wood. And if I only did one layer of gesso, you know, I'm going to hit wood pretty quick um, or, or canvas. And then I don't want to sand like the actual fabric that'll like tear it. So I would recommend Sometimes I actually do on canvas. Sometimes I do four. So I, I do three to four, which most most of the time three. But once again, so that's the next thing is you kind of, you do, not kind of, you, you do need to sand your canvases and your panels. Um, and the more layers of gesso you do, the less chance of it, you know, you actually sanding the surface, the panel, the canvas. So... Other cool things about gesso that you can do is you can actually tint your gesso. So because gesso is pigment, you can add, you know, a pigment to your gesso. So if you want to start with a ground that is not white, maybe you wanted a ground that's black or you wanted a ground that is um, some sort of like reddish color, whatever you, you're working with, um, you can add pigment to your gesso and then gesso the whole thing with that pigment, which I think is really cool. There are also different qualities of gesso. So when you go to Blick, you're, there's there's gonna be, I'm saying Blick, but depending on what store you're going to, I'm just, that's where I go. There's gonna be like student grade um, and there's artist grade. And there is, the difference is actually quite significant. The, different ha the difference is the ratio of pigment versus filler. So with the artist grade, gesso, there is going to be more pigment to filler ratio. So that means that the paint is going to be thicker and more opaque, which also then means you can get away with fewer um, coats. Like I always find when I'm using the student grade stuff, I got to do like six coats of gesso because just like water going on. And um, it's not, and I, personally for that alone, it's like, I think you're going to end up like saving money practically using the artist grade stuff because you need fewer coats. So I really, really, really advocate for the artist grade. It's yeah, it's more money, but trust me, it's worth it. Um, 
it, it really is. My life kind of changed when I, when I upgraded from the student grade to the artist grade. So that is one of those purchases, those material swaps that I would say is worth it. Um, some of the, sometimes it's not. Sometimes you can get away with other things, but this I don't think so. So definitely opt for the artist grade. And another thing too, also you're going to find that different brands operate differently. So Liquitex has a super heavy gesso, which is great for applying like a sculptural effect to a canvas, um, which you can do with like a brush or a palette knife. So you can really play around here and use gesso um, for, to, for your advantage. Like you can, gesso is something that, um, it, it's the base layer of your painting. So it's going to really, you know, define the quality of the how the painting proceeds and also it can set you up for success. So there's a lot there and you're going to find that different brands have different like consistencies in gesso. Um, you might find that actually the thinner gesso is better for you. It just really depends on what you're trying to achieve. There is also, you know, without getting too complicated here, there's also this thing that is called an oil ground. So it is gesso is a ground and a ground is like I said before is you know the priming surface it is an absorbent um surface that you're creating is a barrier between the original it sounds like it sounds so meta it's like you're creating a surface on top of a surface but that's essentially what it is that's what a ground is and there's also an oil ground which is like oil paint with filler white paint and you that is also it's more complicated and that's for, it's for only oil painters and you use a palette knife and you lather it on like thick and as smooth as you possibly can um and you water it down a little bit with uh terp and that is like a different kind of ground so you can go and dive into a whole world of grounds here i'm talking primarily today about like acrylic gesso um so I, if anyone is actually interested in knowing more, if you work in oil paint and you want to talk more about oil grounds, DM me. I'm happy to, to talk to you about it. Um, I've used it. I used it for a while. Um, it is very labor intensive. So I will say that. Um, there's really no like right or wrong way to apply gesso. Um, you're gonna sand it down eventually, usually. Um, so you can like, you don't have to like gesso, like paint it in one direction or anything like that. You can kind of like mess it around. You could even like, I think some people even use like squeeze bottles um, just to squeeze it on and then you know, smooth it out with a brush or a palette knife. So there's really no wrong way, but I think generally you're going to sand it down anyway. So do whatever, whatever, whatever suits you. Gesso does also come in a spray. So this is typically what, when you're getting um, a pre-stretch canvas at the store, they have applied like spray on gesso, um, which is gonna be a smoother look, right, in the end. Um, but, you know, I don't have ventilation for that. <laughs> and you may find that with the spray-on gesso, it lacks that tooth, um, and it also lacks some of that absorbency. So, um, but once again, if you're the kind of painter that wants like a super slick, smooth surface, um, and you don't care about having to layer a lot more like pigment on there to have the same sort of effect, um, then, you know, by all means, like use spray on gesso um, or use the pre the pre stretch canvases that are do have the spray on gesso rather than the the stuff that has more tooth and texture. 
ultimately it's really up to you and what you are trying to accomplish in your paintings but I think it's really important to do your own research and investigate and know about the materials you're using and why you're using them and I think that there's so much that gesso can do and sets you up for success that you know what you should just you should just gesso it so um i hope you guys found this episode helpful and if you have any specific questions about gesso once again feel free to dm me um, and i'm happy to further to talk further about this with you so thanks again and stay tuned for wednesday's episode